live from the Soft Soap Studios, it's Big Apple Baseball. I'm Luke Lowry. Flubber. Mrs. Doubtfire. I don't need to tell you folks what these things have in common, especially this week. These are all nicknames for my junk. <laughs> to my left. He knows baseball. He knows computers. He calls his schlong the Fisher King. He's Chris Calderon. Meh. Fuck the Red Knight. I missed that one. It's the the big fish with the kajigger. No, it's a Robin Williams movie. Never saw it. Can it be be the the one hour? I want one hour photo. So I said Jumanji. I thought that was a funny word. Yeah, Jumanji would be funnier. Yeah. Because I never even heard of that movie he talked about. It's like a so early 90s. A, a, it's classic. B, it's called the Fisher King. So it's like both fish and her. So fish, her. Think about it. Should have gone with Jumanji. Yeah, that's what I said. So he went with Flubber or, or one hour, one hour photo. One hour photo. Good movie. Insomnia. And to my right, I call you it know him. Death to Smoochie. You tolerate him. You guessed it. The Adventures of Baron Munchausen is the nom de plume for his twig and berries. He's <laughs> Jeff Morehouse. Good use of nom de plume. Nom de plume. Very nice. So very feels, nice. feels good to be back in the studio. I see uh, it's a little more high tech. Yeah, we uh, get brought some left. upgrades in, right? Yeah, yeah. You leave for a week, and we decide to finally spend a little money on the show. That's yeah. right. We're fancy people, despite the fact that we're both holding our fancy microphones in our hands like schmucks. That's all right. We'll get there. We will. I'm fucking Bob Barker over here. Mm-hmm. I will beat you when I'm 75. Yo, Happy badass. He's he's a fucking like he, he just he just shit. reprised his Happy Gilmore role for uh, like Days of Our Lives or something. Yeah, he's fought a guy on the golf course. Yeah, just now, like awesome. a week ago. Nice. Yep. Knew I liked the guy. So yeah, Robin Williams, bro. Speaking of the Open, yeah. How how crazy is that? That's ridiculous. So it just came out today that he had Parkinson's, and that's mm-hmm. why he killed himself. And you blame him. I'd kill myself if I was getting Parkinson's. Yeah, look at Michael J. Fox. He's doing fine. Yeah. Do I have to look at Michael J. Fox? or can I just, just not like, in the eye because it's yeah. very difficult. Can I just pretend to look at him like just stare away? I'm like, yeah, I can see you. <laughs> hey, he had a semi-successful show on NBC last year for half a season. So, yeah, oh, so, yeah. so, so uh, successful it was canceled. Well, yeah, because fucking Bunk was on it. Listen, he owned the 80s, all right? And that's, and that's a shout-out to another thing down the line. <laughs> <laughs> So, so here's something to look forward to. After the baseball season's over, we have a very good topic that we want to do. I wasn't, nobody was going to bring it up, of course. Jeff just had to. So, Big Apple Baseball will bring to you who owns the decade, as brought to you by Big Apple Baseball. So, sometime when there's nothing going on in November, mark it down in your calendars. You will get the pleasure of hearing who owns the 80s, who owns the 90s, and who owns the aughts. All right. As said by Big Apple Baseball. That's the only source that matters, really. So something to look forward yeah. to. Would you recommend the fans send their comments while they rate and review us to their thoughts? And yeah. And then I'll come and show maybe we could. If you want to tweet at us at Big A Baseball with who you think should own the decade of your choice. You can also direct message us on Instagram, Big Apple Baseball, because that seems to be a popular thing to do these days. Well, yeah, we've heard about that. Um, Luke's tryst with a 16-year-old. Yeah, well, ain't, ain't nobody doing nothing. <laughs> hey, it, it's legal down south. I hear that's all that matters, as long as you're a cousin. Well, the show is actually broadcast live from Argentina, so <laughs> I'm not sure about the rules here. But All I know is we're harboring some Nazis. <laughs> yep. Okay, Chris, this was your phone that was not turned off. Oh, and what, my and what interrupted God. us? Fucking what? Nationals beating the Mets 4-1. to one. Thank you <laughs> for that. Yeah, that's the important thing. So Mets, Mets swept by the Nationals. How about that? Oof. Yikes. Well, and we'll be there tomorrow. We'll see what happens with uh, the Cubs. Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Cubs. Nice soft, oh. soft landing. So uh, we're not going to talk about it this week. We might talk about it next week. But I encourage our listeners to go to Grantland. And there's a really good article. I don't know who wrote it. About Theo Epstein's new sabermetric way to do things. We're really, we're not going to talk about this week. We're going to talk about it next week. Well, because you, you guys haven't read the article, so there's no point in me fucking paraphrasing the article. Why? All we do is paraphrase nonsense that we so half understand. So basically, he's used all his first round draft picks on offense, which is unheard of in the past four years. He hasn't gone pitching. He takes the fib, not the ex fib, of pitchers. Let's just say yeah. a pitcher has a ERA of 
four and a half or something. But a FIB, which is your, which takes into account fielding pitch, independent pitching. Yeah, pitching independent of fielding. So it's just uh, so it strikeouts, takes, yes. walks, and hits. It takes out the defense. Well, I don't think it's hits, right? It's just strikeouts, walks, and balls. So the point being, whether your ERA is helped or hurt by your defense, so this should give you a more Ed, proper Ed representation. Ed spends his high draft picks on hitting prospects because they have a better chance of being at least average major league players as a hitter. You can more kind of chart their you know, progression. It's easier to pro- pro- project a hitter. Yeah, exactly. Especially like a top of the draft hitter, they they yeah, turn yeah. out at least the basic average major league players more than pitchers do, especially with these rest injuries. So anyway, he's drafting the best hitters because the Cubs always have high draft picks the past four years, and he's taking chances on pitchers whose FIP is lower than their ERA, and he's trying to build on defense, and it's so far worked. Travis Wood, who you guys are going to go see tomorrow, is a perfect example of this. Uh, some guy they got from. Uh, Arietta, I forgot where he came Jake from. Jake Arietta, Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore is another example. Uh, Hamill was another example. Mm-hmm. De- uh, so Baltimore, the Devil the Rays, uh, or the Rays. The only there's one way that he'll be validated in his course of action, Wait, when, when and that'll says. be no, not quite, but that'll, that'll be if his if, if if his deemed core four come through. If your Chris Bryant's, your Addison Russells, your Javier Baez's come through. What about and Rizzo? Yeah, so well, he's a trade. He's, already he's, having, a, he's having an insane fucking yeah. season. Yes, it's looking like a great trade. Um, who the fuck they trade? Oh, they traded Andrew Kashner. Yeah, who's been good in his own right? Mm-hmm. Sterling fucking Marte has been good and fucking. You mean Starling Kashner? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, one of those. <laughs> yeah, totally different um, person. Who cares? <laughs> who's, who's paying attention to these things? <laughs> so thank you, Jeff, for bringing up the Cubs in the open. But yeah. well, I just thought it was <laughs> interesting. Get... Go fucking read it, or else. Robin Williams will come to your house and okay. suicide you with a belt. Mark it. Nine minutes, 40 seconds. That's the time that Jeff first curses at the audience. <laughs> it's good to have you back. Oh, well, we're no on more, the topic of Robin No Williams more Luke though. and Chris's family yeah, hour. I would like to say, I was killing Robin Williams before it was cool. Uh, some of you may know, he was an avid World of Warcraft player. And happened to play on the same server as me. Yeah. I murked that motherfucker quite a few times. Nice. Quite proud of that. I don't know so what those words mean. I killed somebody. I killed a man who killed himself. And do you think he was doing shtick when he was hanging himself up there? Oh, going up a rope, climbing a ladder. Where am I going? <laughs> there it is. I was waiting for it. Yeah. I'm working. I don't have the best. Uh, give me, get, Guys, give me a few weeks. I'll, I'll perfect it. We'll do some so fucking we some shuis- suicide shtick. The family episode where everything Peter Griffin touches turns into Robin Williams. Mm-hmm. Do you think they'll reshow that on TV now? Hello, <laughs> children. <laughs> was that was that Mrs. Sapphire? Yeah. Okay. Yep. I hope. What are we talking? <laughs> what are we talking about today, Chris? Oh wow, I forgot about that. We, we've already talked baseball. Now I'm going to do the fucking. We, we went to saber metrics before doing I the know. fucking table of contents. Uh, what are we supposed to call this? Yo, life's uncertain. Eat divert. Eat dessert first. Yes. Do we think Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer make out passionately when they're just? <laughs> I hear you write uh, erotic fan fiction about <laughs> yeah. that. Is that true? Well, it's not fan fiction. It's erotic uh, bi- bibliography. Bibli- yeah, but it's, it's, it's <laughs> bibliography. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> so, those footnotes are so fucking erotic. That, that's going to be your autobiography. <laughs> Jeff Morehouse, an erotic bibliography. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. That is good. Seven eighty nine. Yeah, I may steal it. That was good. All right, it's up for grabs. Rate and review us. <laughs> no, it's not up for grabs. We're trademarking <laughs> yeah. that before posting it. Perfect. I'm sorry. The erotic bibliography, <laughs> uh, in bookstores soon, also on Kindle. All right, so we're going to be talking about the Yankees dropping games and their magic number being what thirty two. Why are we looking at magic numbers? Magic number, yo. You're Come done. on now. You're done. It's fucking August. You're done. It's too early for magic numbers. Except, we're not done. Okay, you know why it's not too early? Is because there's like what, like almost. 50 games to play your magic number is almost only like 32 you know that's that's a combined the magic number is both combined Let Yankees losses and, ba- and Baltimore wins yeah for the division not for the wild card you right for the division I know we'll get back to that the we're Yankees still have talk. 7 games versus the Orioles also 8 actually yeah and how have you been doing recently versus them great okay good good to know <laughs> uh, we'll also be talking about the return of Michael Pineda and he did not have pine tar so that's, that's big and he pitched well yes yes if it wasn't for George already th- getting thrown out of the game, he uh, probably would have gone to Robertson and none of this. Yeah, and not try to get three happen. out of freaking Batances. Yeah. Maybe, anyway. Maybe Buck Showalter will demand to speak to New York again. 
All right. How about the Mets? You did want to talk some Mets? What we to talk about for the Mets? Did you hear about Buck Showalter's comments to Jeter that he was two steps late on the foot play that he should have yeah. been earlier? That's that's Showalter. You got to love him. Yeah. You know. I mean, that's why the that's most why bitter Yankee fans are ever the critic. He's great. He's such a surly old fucking ass. I forget how many um, World Series did Buck Showalter, Showalter win? Eight. Oh, let me let me count that on my. Oh, nothing. That's weird. How many teams did Buck Showalter leave and they won the World Series next year? Eight. At least two. I I, I think it's two. We're gonna we're getting to that later though. Mm-hmm. I hope not. Actually, we probably won't. Uh, but we will get into some Mets topics later. Um, something about Harvey Hefner. I don't know what. I don't know what. Luke wrote the notes today, guys. <laughs> Yo, Harvey Hefner. I'm sorry. Need I say more? Harvey. So because Hefner. Harvey's displaying the Mets, Hefner. Luke's taking the Mets. Uh, Is it like face off? Harvey and Hefner are going to switch faces like in that John Travolta movie with Nicolas Cage. That'd be cool. You remember Jeremy Hefner? I, I do. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Isn't he having another Tommy John sur- uh, yes, surgery? Yes, that's the point. That's and, the they're, point. and they're they're in a uh, tag team wrestling match versus a kangaroo and a uh, you know, didgeridoo. <laughs> so a kangaroo yeah. and, a, and a musical instrument. The two things in Australia you can think of. He, was, he wasn't fighting aboriginals or Great Barrier Reefs. Or that that opera house. Don't forget the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, you don't want none of that. No, or Perth. Albert Einstein place. was Australian. No, he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, if so, if the movie <laughs> Young Einstein has taught me anything. Yeah, it's that Yahoo Sirius yeah. is in uh, a Hollywood Dynamo. Yeah, he is. All right. what, what's this note about Montero down or Degrom down, Montero up? Yeah. So okay, Chris, welcome to the world of baseball. Jacob Degrom went down to the DL slash down to the minors. Uh, it's not the minors, it's the DL. And Rafael true. Montero was called up. So Degrom down, Montero up. Okay. He was making a strong case for rookie of the year, and now he won't. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Another freaking Met reward derailed by injury. Is Jeff doing something inappropriate on his no, computer? No, no, your computer's doing something inappropriate on itself. Oh, my God. Uh, don't worry about it. He should be fine. Jeff's just fiddling. All right. We're also going to talk about the uh, new commissioner being elected, Rob Manfred. I think, we should, I think we should start with that. You know what I've learned is that I can write whatever I want on this open and, and I'll just it. say it. I'll <laughs> it. I don't give a fuck. Rob Bergman style. He will read it. And then we'll go over some injuries and a little anniversary. Good night and go fuck yourself, everybody. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. But let's uh, open the show with the new commissioner of baseball. Replacing, I think, the guy. Yeah, so, so I was thinking about on the drive up that if I could pick one person in sports to die, I'm not saying I'm going to ha- send out a hitter or somebody or that I'm... So who would you like person. to threaten today? Yeah, so I'm just saying if I had a wish and one person in all of sports, that includes Sterling, that includes whoever else is bad in sports. Because I include esports. Uh, well, so number two on the list would be James Dolan. Mm-hmm. Not that anything he did to me specifically, just the fact that he holds a bunch of New York teams back. But number one on the list, unquestionably, and I think we've talked about this, or I've talked about this multiple times, is that one Bud Alfred Selig. Yeah, I think that's silly. Oh, but why does he matter? He's a fucking toothless old coot who in, you know, so, three and, months is going to be retired. So, so we'll, we'll get back to As a Nick fan, if you don't put Dolan ahead of Selig, you're not a good Nick no. fan. What has Selig done to so offend you personally? in the short term... The fact that Saturday baseball is now down to one game, and if you even want to see the game, you have to find Fox Sports One. Not even Fox, but Fox Sports One. Which yeah, Fox Sports One two, is garbage. In two days, yeah, it's fine. The idea of the game of the week is gone, but that's yeah. just like the nature of the sport. It's not like ceiling. That's like how no, things go. It's ceiling. There's such an oversaturation out. of of you know Seelig's programming. Selling out to Fox. So back in the day, before the '90s, the commissioner's office of baseball used to be separate from both the owners. And the players' union, the owners were able to get enough influence to elect their own public commissioner, i.e., Seelig. And ever since then, everything in baseball, including the strike, which we'll talk about later, which is 20 years from this year, has been Seelig's fault. Uh, beyond that, the steroid era, the times of baseball games being sped up, um, the general Wait, interest. Wait, you think it's bad that baseball is being sped not, up? Not, I'm no. sorry, not sped up, uh, slowed yes, down. Thank you. Baseball okay. in some markets, i.e., Miami. Uh, Kansas City, some other places, become the third sport when it used to be tied for the first with the NFL, and now it's behind the NBA in some a- uh, aspects. But I don't think you can place this solely on uh, on Selig. A lot of watch. this has just been the he has been the overseer of baseball in that time. But I think a lot of that has also come from just an evolving media landscape. You know, Fox has seen the value in buying up all of the. It's it's all about programming, 
and Fox has the money to throw it around. Look at what they're doing. They're buying the shit out of all these regional sports networks. I mean, who is now the major owner in Fox? In, yes, yes yeah, it's, it's Fox. Fox. They are trying. He's trying to take over. If, would if the someone NFL, comes to you, would and the NFL said, let one channel buy up ninety percent of their games? No. Exactly. They're smart enough to diversify. And not let one channel have control. One channel doesn't have control. No, no, one channel doesn't have control. Ninety percent of the major league baseball games. No, but on Saturdays and Sundays, which is when most people watch baseball, it's two channels. Sundays ESPN. Yeah, Saturdays well, no, Sundays one game is ESPN late night. Who the hell is watching baseball games at eight o'clock? It's a regional game. It's a Sunday night game. People watch. It's not, yeah, that, it's I not think a that regional is, game. No, no, it's, it's a national, national game. Yeah. Okay, that, 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 that two, game does two, well. Uh, not really. So. Uh, Premier League soccer, actually, not even Premier League soccer, a friendly soccer last week on ESPN beat out Yankees Rangers on Fox Sports 1 for the Saturday day game. Because no one knows what a fuck exactly. Fox Sports 1 is. So if you're baseball, how's that a good business model? You're letting freaking soccer, which let me say something, boys and girls out there, and I think I've said this before, soccer is a girl's sport. All right, If you're a guy and you play soccer, your penis doesn't work, or you're Asian, and it's the exact same thing either way. <laughs> so... Um, I feel like Tish would bring it just because yeah. he missed last week. <laughs> no, it's like a history yeah, lesson. It's like hate, a lot of stuff. First of all, I hate soccer, and it literally is a girl's sport. So all these freaking 16, 18-year-olds who can recite the freaking Premier League fucking rosters. What about the orange slices? <laughs> anyway, and you don't <laughs> know what freaking baseball do they, do is. Do they still bring the orange slices to like the World Cup if that, that happens? Because like, oh, yeah. like oh, yeah. Ronaldo, Christian Ronaldo, Ronaldo, whatever the fuck his name is, his oh, mom yeah. comes up with like iced tea and fucking lemon slice or orange slices. I'm pretty sure. So they say the number two at most recognizable athlete in the world behind Jeter is Ronaldo. Messi or whatever. No, I have no idea what he I think it's like. Messi. I, I, who cares? That's my point. I know what Pele looks like. Yeah. He's an old black guy. So parents, be bitches. Raise your kids in soccer where there's no expectation that you don't fail or succeed. You just stand on the field kicking a freaking ball around where nobody scores a goal for two hours. Die. And you call that freaking sports. You can go to hell. All right? You can go to hell with Bud Selig. And freaking everybody else. Proportional <laughs> responses. <laughs> no, I'm no this, this is just this is just your opinion, my opinion. <laughs> well, no, because unfortunately, I think in eighty to hundred years, <laughs> soccer will freaking take over baseball. Like you know, for a summer sport that people watch, summer spring fall, and it'll be our fault as a generation for letting that crook ceiling getting away with freaking capitulating to the owners, letting freaking steroids run wild, which kills the numbers. But he didn't is, let steroids run wild. He, he, he oh my cracked God. down on steroids. Yeah, after the freaking horse was out of the barn, set the yes. barn on fire, yes. yep. threw there two was, witnesses yep. in there. One, one guy let it yeah. run wild. One guy, but that was it. Nobody he else. Is not the not every single owner. Game. Not every single player. Yeah, not people every like the money. All players like the money. And so did the commissioner. Yeah, but it's his job to freaking be impartial. And think of the fans. He That's re- not impartial. He the was fans liked it too. No, his well, job is to be the yeah. guardian of the sport and to make sure that it can re- maintain profitability going forward. That's his job. Well, but and it's and getting less popular. It, the ratings it. are going down. It is. But the ratings are going down. The World Series is less meaningful as ever. But it's making the sport is making more money than ever. And overseas and new technology. Team, yes, teams it's, are making more money. Than teams ever. are making yeah. more money, and it's it's a lot of it is that teams now own these regional sports networks, and that's something that a lot of other sports can't do because they can't provide the programming. You don't see, a, I mean, yes, you see NSG. Uh, well, that's an exception because he owns the program. days a year, you get to show a baseball game or talk about a baseball game, which is literally half a year. Yeah. No other sports can even come close. That's why all these that. teams are making all of their money from your SNY, your Yes, your Nesson, your Fox Sports, whoever the fuck, not one, but anything, Fox Sports East. All these teams have that, and that's where the money is coming in. And that is something I think can maintain profitability going forward. But would you agree... As a kid, you used to know all the magic numbers, 56, 61, 400, 500, 3,000, you know, 715, 714, 751, you know, on and on. You make me sound like an old person and now, now. But now these numbers literally mean nothing. And no, I think that's another reason for Most of those numbers all still mean something. Yeah. 3,000 means something. 500 means yeah, something. somewhat. The, the no, 500, 56, 500 doesn't mean... 56 it. means something. 51 means more to me than how, how many how many yeah. runs did Barry Bonds do? 72? 700 and... Yeah. No, no, no. I'm talking about his single season. Yeah. Oh, I don't give a fuck about that number. That doesn't matter to me. What matters to me, if you beat 61, you're the king. Yeah, me too. That and still I think, matters. But I think I little think kids don't get that. And don't say and 500 or 3,000 doesn't matter because nobody... Biggio's not there. Palmero's not there. He'll be there. Biggio will be there. Palmero won't be there. Palmero won't. Biggio will be there. He might. So he 3, might not. 3,000 will still... It will, he will. He's, he's been going up and up. He's very close. 
He was he's, like what six percent from getting there last no, year. No, I think it was like twelve or whatever. It's still close. He'll get there. He, he's getting there. I don't know. People call him a compiler, and we've talked yes, about this. Yes, and he is. And if he doesn't get there, it's not because of Bud Selig's fault. It's because he's a compiler and he took the longest time. Or to it's get because there. they changed the rules and now he he loses essentially five years of eligibility. Well, um, besides that, that if, crushes. If, if, let's crushes say let's say Biggio didn't do steroids, right? Mm-hmm. And he put those numbers up twenty years ago. Hundred percent, it'd be a first ballot. Hall See, I don't, I don't, I disagree because if he did it twenty years ago, he still would have been Big the longest back. to get there. So like Jim, it took Jim him Rice more at than anybody else. And Jim Morris is a question. Jack Morris, uh, the, Jack the, Morris the, the other pitcher, there was one, a purple eleven. You know, all these guys were on the edge. You know, they did it in a non-steroid era, so their numbers are real. Now these guys who have good numbers, but. You know, did it in the steroid era, the Piazzas. The I hate this, this right, differentiate I, between, yes, a steroid era. Guys were taking amphetamines through yes. the fucking 20s up until the sure. 80s. They're probably still taking them now. So, but there was a dead ball era, and Ty Cobb and Honus Wagner are still, like, all-time hit leaders. Mm-hmm. And the, so they, their numbers still fucking shot through in a bad right. offensive era. The news of the day was Rob Manfred getting elected <laughs> the new commissioner. I say let's look forward a little instead of looking back. What would be... Well, so if, baseball if is you in bad shape. What does he have to baseball change? Baseball is so in not yes, bad shape. If you were elected commissioner, they're, they're what would so be profitable. the first thing you would address? Who do you want to start with? Jeff. So I think first and foremost, the game is way too slow. The average times of games are over three hours. On the way up here, I listened to an interview between Don LaGreca and Bud Selig, and he asked him that exact same question. And Selig literally was his response. If you think the game's too slow, maybe you're too slow. Tell me it's not the old man yelling at you to get off your lawn. Huh. Like, yeah. So, to and now, so since I'm a forward-thinking person, instead of just yelling at the fans like Bud Selig, I would say to make the game faster. You know, regulate the hitters stepping out of the box. Say so you could do it one at bat, one time at bat. You can't do it every freaking pitch. Agreed. You can't have the okay. pitcher step off the yeah. mound, walk in a circle, fucking cluck like a chicken. It's lay an more egg. about the batter though than the pitcher. But it's just a, it's somewhat. It's, it's more than there, there are some pitchers that take way too long. David Wright, there are plenty of pitchers. A million yeah. adjustments of yes. the gloves every yeah, that's pitch. Obnoxious. Yes, I feel like that's the biggest thing that you can cut down on. I don't. I don't see pitchers being that obnoxious with the amount of time they take. The Steve Traxels are few and far between. The guys that just take forever. Yeah. But there are, there are some of them. Oh, fine. And if, you, if you're going to regulate the hitters stepping out of the box, you have to make it fair and regulate the pitchers doing the mound. You have oh, three, fine. But they know. just don't they're, – they're not as big a culprits. Like, yes, fine. You want to regulate them the same way? Sure. But, like, you won't – it won't be an issue as many times as it is with batters. Like, batters, you can look at, you know, a ton of at-bats and point to something and be like, okay, you should really cut back on that. The average fucking, you know, what the pitcher does is not the culprit of the long games. Well, also now with these new international players coming in, you have a Japanese pitcher pitching to a Spanish catcher. So there's just no type of translation going on. It takes time, you know, for them to get together, and that's another thing. Those fucking foreigners. I know, right? Get them out of here. Fucking. They're taking our jobs. <laughs> they took <laughs> my what, jobs. What, what accent was that? <laughs> They're taking my jobs. <laughs> like an angry white guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got any ideas for how to make the game better? No. What What would be your first? job duty as commissioner? I would try and increase their uh, involvement in the youth uh, movements to like... Especially the urban youth. Yes. They need to get more kids involved. More American kids. Black kids. Yeah. Get more black kids. More white kids too. I'm not going to discriminate. Hispanic kids in America. But yeah, there's not enough blacks. Well, how are you gonna pull them away from basketball? That's what they're playing. They're not playing. By lacrosse. telling they're them they're gonna make soccer. fucking so much, just just be like, do you know how much money A Rod made? How big a contract did Mike Trout just sign? Fucking look at look at like Clayton Kershaw. Now hold on, let's let's think outside the box. It's like, what do you think about free watermelon for anybody who joins <laughs> <Wow>. baseball? Is <laughs> that not a good idea? The, the the watermelon inning. Just corn, as much corn as you could eat. Mm-mm. I don't think that's a stereotype, but sure. I mean, I like corn. Would you the pick your own cotton for corn eating <laughs> black? That's not a stereotype? Uh, through a pig That's fence. so racist. <laughs> Is it, though? What would you do? Let's let's turn the question back on. How many uh, how many notifications are we going to get to iTunes this week? Yeah. <laughs> what? There ain't no hate speech going on here. All, all, all we got is good ideas. So what is your good idea? Mr. Um, so I mean, ideas. I do think that the biggest problem going on with the game is the speed of the game. I think that the pace and and the inactivity. So not only is it is it a long game, but there's so much inactivity. When you add up all the strikeouts, because everybody and their mother's striking out, 
when you add up all the walks because everybody's trying to walk. That equals offense. so much inactivity. There's so many times where the ball is being thrown over the plate and nothing happens. It's a walk. It's a strikeout. There's no action. And I think that needs to change. So you know, should they I think they, I think they could, I, yes, I think they could they could um, minimize the strike zone and start calling start calling the the, the chest high strikes and start calling the the belt high strikes. Well, see, I feel like you have to get offense up. Offense is way down. Yeah, like this. You're is gonna the, you're gonna make it even more of a pitching yeah. league. This is like the Twitter generation. They needed things now. You can't have a three hour game. That's why these freaks like soccer because it's like two hours. But I I, I, I think you could argue activity. that the offense oh, might go so up if you if you um. If you um, minimize the strike zone, and therefore you're going to make pitchers pitch into more of the sweet spot, you're going to make so them throw, throw more home run balls. No, no, I'm saying, through. I'm saying, no, I'm not saying, I'm saying, take away the high strikes. That you, you make the strike zone smaller. Oh, okay. So and therefore, offense, if, yeah. exactly, okay. that would help offense because mm-hmm. you're going to have to throw to a smaller strike zone, and therefore you're going to be th- throw to more home runs. What about push back the mound, lower the mound? I don't know. I don't know if I want to lower the mound. I think you just have to put in a pitch clock or a hit clock or something. I, I don't want to tinker with the actual mechanics of the game. What about a rule you can only use a certain number of relievers, no matter what, mm. unless it goes in extra innings? Nah. I love that. I mean, you have the Girardis who literally will use seven relievers every game. Literally. That's strategery. I know, but and I'm not saying he's wrong to do it. It's well within the rules, but it's literally a mockery of baseball. To fucking bring a guy in who's not even a situational lefty to pitch a lefty, and then take him out and bring in a righty just because to turn the next guy around, so the, and then the, the fucking manager counters by setting up another lefty. So you bring in now the situational lefty. That's some of the magic of baseball. Yeah, no, when you get is. into that. Yeah, I mean, that's literally slitting your wrist, watching on TV. Like that's why you have to drink during baseball games, and that's why I don't go to baseball games until the fifth drink? or sixth inning. I do think some other things that could be addressed. Are some of these new rules that need to be tweaked? Like the catcher interference yeah. rule needs to be perfected. It is not perfected by any stretch of the imagination. No. And the instant replay can also use a little tweaking. I think. I mean, I don't think that's going to be first on my list if I'm commissioner, but it's going to be in the top five. Okay, that's a good list. What else are we talking about? I think let's get into the uh, local teams a little bit. We talked some general baseball. Uh, let's let's jump into the Yankees and how they've kind of dropped a bunch of games lately. Um, Ford, they got Ford. bitched around by the Orioles, yeah, uh, embarrassed by the Indians. Yeah, because they suck. Their magic number is 32. They're going to be out of it any day now. Welcome to Mets land. <laughs> so I told Luke last night I thought the season was over, but on reflection, it's just a game. And now what my big question was, would you rather see Derek Jeter's season end in Boston on game 162 or in Anaheim on game 163? And obviously you're going to say Anaheim because then you have at least a chance to move forward. But I feel like it's more apropos almost. He's got to end in the playoffs. I guess. That's where but he belongs. Is that really the playoffs? Yeah. It is the postseason. How about that? Barely. It's after the regular season. That's postseason. I mean, semantics, but yes. Semantics. There it is. Right. There's that. Wow. We haven't done that in a while. So, Jeter, he's only got like 50 games left. Yeah. Nope. 70. I'm counting World Series wins. Oh, yeah. All right. Yep. I'm a, I can't wait to talk about that when you finally retire. It's going to be, like, it's, it's weird now because it's been, what, 19 years? Yeah, no, we like all, I entire, well, no, you can't wait to just cup his balls and it's 20 years, actually. So, you, you don't have someone that you've been watching for pretty much your entire baseball watching life slash growing up because the Mets don't have that kind of loyalty. Yeah, DW. Yeah, when did DW come up? How old were you? 2003. You were old enough to drink. 2003, yeah. I want to say. Yeah, it was eight years after Jeter. Yeah. But we're going to have another eight years, so, so it'll be the same. Wasn't, it wasn't a part of your growing up. Derek Jeter came up when well, I was nine just, years old. Fine, just because of the, the, the age that you happen to be. But I think that that affects how you pl- you feel about a player when this is okay, the kind fine, of person fine, you, so you it see. Does. Grow- but, so I didn't really get into baseball. I mean, I got into it at nine, but I couldn't appreciate it. So I really couldn't appreciate it until I was like 20. And when I could appreciate it, David Wright came. Yes. Well, I mean, I think it's just a different way. Is how it ingratiates itself into your life. So you're telling me you didn't watch baseball in the 90s before like 90. What so, reason would of he have? I did, but you know. I, I think that I didn't have quite the same appreciation. I didn't watch it with a fervor. I didn't go to as many games. I didn't, appre- you know, yeah, I already said the word appreciate. So do you remember, though, the late 80s Mets? Or you don't late really? 80s? No. I mean, I remember collecting cards and stuff. So I, remember, I don't really I remember being a kindergartner and watching, the, like, the Mets 86, uh, you know, tape or whatever at Glocker's house. Shout yeah. out to Glocker, Steve O'Goodwin. <laughs> um, so, you know, I don't know. 
But I'm saying, like, I remember those Mets teams. And, like, yeah, the 88 I mean, I Mets losing I mean, the Dodgers somewhat. I, I just don't have vivid memories of taking it in and appreciating the baseball of it all. But, yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I remember the roster. I remember fucking Sid the Kid. I mean, I, I know him. Sexually. Yeah. <laughs> Is there another way? Can you truly know a man? <laughs> uh, shout out to Gary Carter. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it, so I just get it. <laughs> I don't know. I think he implied that you had sex with Gary Carter. And he's dead, so he can't defend himself. Necrophilia. So there's no one to disprove it. I'm pretty sure there would be some way to disprove it. (laughs) Wow. Some type of anal test on Gary Carter. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's assuming he's the the receiver. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, so I'm going to smush Gary Carter's (laughs) flat dick into my butt? And that's what we're saying? Well, I don't know. I mean... in, in yeah. After a fashion, yes. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Hey, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> well, he's, so he's rich, so I assume he'd be paying you to have sex with him? While he's well, dead. dead. <laughs> well, yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he's got money. Yeah. Would you not fuck a dead guy for, like, 50 grand? Uh, I don't think so. Would you no let way, a dead guy no, fuck you for 50 grand? If there's no way he gets sick. Well, I think you're going to get sick. He's dead. Well, but, I mean, not necessarily. Think of the... the I know. Yeah, I don't really want to think about the exes. No. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, so so Jeff, would you have sex with Thurman Munson for fifty thousand no. dollars? Is so there I, enough of him to have sex for with? a couple million? Maybe though. I don't know. Right. Yeah. There's a little difference between fifty k. Yeah. I mean, then again, million. at this point, he's probably a skeleton. Oh, there's no question. He'd be like rubbing up against yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Would you even feel anything? Almost forty years. No, right. over yeah, almost forty years. So yeah, I, I'd assume he's a skeleton, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure if you get penetrated by a skeleton, you'll feel it. <laughs> well, but see, I don't think he has a dick, to be honest. Oh, so there's not an actual bone in there? No. no. Come on, it's a muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. I, 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 thought, I thought I broke mine one day. Oh. I thought I could have swear there was a bone. Breaking Luke news. learns anatomy. That should be another segment. Do the Luke, eh? Yeah. That might get the... Oh, my God. We have to talk more about baseball, don't we? Um... The Yankees have been bad. Pineda, though, a bright spot. That is the bright spot. Also, uh, Tanaka, possibility coming back. Yeah, but I don't know if that's going to happen. I think they will, but I, I'm kind of. if he has, like, I don't know, anything happen, like, if he stubs his toe walking out to the fucking, like, the ballpark one day, they're going to be like, oh, we're shutting you down until next year. Yeah, but he's a, he's a welcome change from the Chase Whitley's. But has the rotation been the problem? Not really. No, not at all, in fact. Yeah. I but, mean, look, it's the offense. But it will be any day. Well, but he gives them length, too. You cannot ride that you, since June. And it will be any day still. You cannot ride B-Mac and Capuano to the promised land. You no, can't. No, no, I, I don't think Capuano. So B-Mac, I mean, he's been pretty good his past eight McCarthy starts. McCarthy has almost, been fine. Yeah. I'm, if McCarthy's my number five, I think that's acceptable. If McCarthy gives you quality starts from now to the second round of the playoffs, I will freaking walk across the Brooklyn Bridge naked. All right, we're, we're taking... Uh, we're taking up on that one. I don't want to take video of it, though. I'll leave that to Jeff. No, we'll make Evan Roberts do it. Yeah. He'll do anything for publicity. Take his dad to a Met game and then tell people to come see his dad. It's weird. You're weird, Evan weird. Roberts. All right, yeah, let's talk about the return of Pineda, though. That's that's cheerful. That's happy. Yeah, you look good without the pine tar. Uh-huh. Not There's, that we can see him. Maybe, yeah. maybe he just found a better place to hide it. I'm sure that's what he spent most of his rehab at. Well, I assume Buck Showalter was watching pretty closely. Oh, God, yes. Like a fucking hawk. Yeah, fine. That doesn't mean he has, doesn't have pine tar on his grundle. Well, I assume he does. <laughs> I mean, did you see him digging deep during the game? I mean, yes. you gotta like really get down and dirty for fucking. You gotta get some pine tar, some grundle pine. Maybe tar. the ass crack is said shit. Like the umpire reading is like, oh no, that's not shit. <laughs> is that's he gonna smell tar. it? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna smell it and lick it. Is he? I mean, if I was umpire, I don't think. I'd so you see him like slow, slow motion sticking something like. Yeah. As like a visual <laughs> yeah. comedy over the radio. <laughs> it's Chris slowly taking out his tongue like yeah. a worm, I'd say. And then just a little gentle flick. like As yeah. long as there's not, like, an undigested peanut on his finger, like, I don't know how y'all know. Well, is like, that, does your shit have undigested peanuts in it often? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> when all he does is shove peanuts down his gullet as a fucking diet. doesn't true. even chew anymore. It's kind of disgusting. It's like a George bird. Washington Carver's rolling over in his grave. <laughs> nice, nice call back to second grade science. He actually had a jar of peanut butter on his table today. George Washington Carver? No, Luke. Oh. Yeah, I was about to say, George Washington Carver's dead. Very Is dead. He? Oh, yeah. So dead. Is he? I thought peanuts, so I thought dead. peanuts gave you eternal life. Or peanut butter actually gave you eternal life. Yeah, I don't think it works that way. 
I mean, if it, if it did, it would give me one reason to eat peanut butter. I hate peanut butter. That's almond butter you're thinking of? Mm, I'm sorry. Ah, uh, fuck. It's all good. It's almond butter of White Plains. 140 White Plains Road. <laughs> I love the shadows of non-existing businesses. At so least Segway of White Plains made company, sense. Slash a Segway company. Boy, do we have a freaking show for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so why is A-Rod up there in, in Tabbed? Uh, you didn't tab, did you? Admit it. Admit it to me, Jeff, and the listeners. You went five spaces over, but you didn't tab. Yeah, probably went five spaces you over. You actually pressed the space bar five times. Yeah, probably. Folks, he pressed the space bar five times instead of the tab doing that. Just let that soak in. We're have a moment of silence for that. I think that should be an open. I'm I really, said a moment of silence. I'm so glad we nice pressed space bar five times instead of tab. <sighs> so I think it's in uh, terms of how Steinbrenner saying the Yankees have underachieved. Cashman needs to do a better job, and he expects Arrow back for Hold the 2015 up. season. How does Cashman? Cashman's done a pretty damn good job of salvaging this season. Yeah, but he I, brought in these guys. The reason he needs to be around. salvaged was because he sucks in the first place, and he bad. can't draft. Well, how do you draft when your first pick is like? You still draft. You still draft. The Red Sox. Plenty of great it. second round picks. You could have made that good second round pick your first round pick. If it's you get like lucky, talent. it's not. No, it's luck. I, mean, I mean, I'll admit his drafts hadn't been great. Come on, you know but how many great picks there are after twenty eighth pick of each year? Why didn't anyone else get them? Get who? Get whatever great pick that you're. you're well, they did. Well, you didn't. Someone they, did. Yeah, someone, someone did that great pick. Is oh, why did you get him in the first round? That someone picked in the third round is because they projected to be a third round talent. Sometimes you get lucky. All the time you get lucky. That's what dra- prospects are. Robinson Cano, where was he on any chop? You want to make a few more excuses for Cashman? So you I want think to say Cashman he's doing a good, good job, job at yes. drafting? No, at, not at, at drafting. At, 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 at producing minor league talent, at, at stocking your minor league system. You, it, has he done a good job at any of that? He has done an acceptable job. Has he? They're a middle of the road farm system. No, they're not. They're yes, beneath, they are. They're beneath the road. They're not. They are. They're not. There's some pavement. There's some fucking. They're really not. Carcasses. They're like 17 some, to 18 in the rankings. Gold and then Is it bottom Yankees. middle? Yes, but it's not. It's not the bottom. They're not the fucking White Sox. You know. I like the White Sox. I, I think obviously. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're telling me the White Sox, the worst. The worst farm system is baseball. In baseball, is so a better job than the Yankees. I'll take Avisol Garcia over any Yankee prospect. No, you wouldn't. I would though. You wouldn't. I like it. And let me tell you, one good prospect does not a a farm system make. Yeah, fine, but I mean, who you know? You need depth, and the Yankees have quality depth eh. in the lower levels. Eh. Look at look at their catching prospects. Keep talking, and that's one of the most important places to develop. Can we talk? They, they've been catching? able to get solid relievers. You just traded one of your, your best catching prospects. Oh, Murphy. We didn't trade him. Sure, you did. No, we For didn't. Prado. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. That was Peter O'Brien. Oh, yeah. O'Brien, whatever. He's not a catcher. A first base DH. prospect. Yeah. Lottie fucking yeah, die. He wasn't a catcher in the minors. Well, so we, we He's also been spent, everything because he has no real position. We also a spent a, like, a shit ton of money this year on uh, overseas and Latin draft players. So they'll be in our system next year. And we're bidding on this Cuban guy for second base, which just makes yeah. you think Ryan I could care less unless you get overhyped. him. But we are. We're the Yankees. We get everybody. Yeah, except well, any the Yankees Cuban haven't recently. gone after those people. Exactly. Traditionally. Yeah, we, we got Solarte. And look what that got us. Yep. You didn't get Solarte. Solarte wasn't a fucking Cuban. Know, Solarte was I in the know. fucking minors pulling away majors. with fucking nobody. Yes, yes. I just want to test you. And it worked. All right. Anything else you want to talk about the Yankees? I still want to know why A-Rod's there. Because Hal says he'll be back. He's expecting A-Rod oh. to be a big com- uh, contributing member of the 2015 well, Yankees. What position is he going to play? DH. Slash third. Because Chase Headley will be at third. And A-Rod will be at third two to three days a week. Yeah. Sure. And DH another two. Maybe play some first. Did you hear there's a shooting on the Willits Point train? Did you hear St. Louis is fucking burning? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Apparently, yeah, apparently, I'm sorry, you were trying to do a Mets segue. Yeah, 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 but yeah. No, apparently St. Louis is still pretty racist, apparently. I didn't really... I don't. When I think of St. Louis, I don't really think of St. Louis. What do you, you think of when you think of St. Louis? St. Louis is fucking A, Bob so Lester. racist, and B, so segregated. The black, East St. Louis... Is up there with East Memphis and like some of the worst fucking ghettos in America. Wow, did not know. Oh yeah, the more you know. So All the right, Mets. So get to some Mets. Sure. Mets. You got your Hafner Harvey slash face off whatever the fuck. What's going on there? So yeah, Hefner just re-injured, has to have Tommy John surgery for a second. He's one of the unlucky few 
And essentially, just the second the Mets saw that, just they made him. a beeline for Harvey, and they're like, "Look, see, huh? Harvey, he need a Hefner. He needs to have a second surgery. Therefore, you should not pitch ever." And of course, he does not care about that. Does not want to. He goes on a local radio show during the game the other day. Says he's doing great. He can pitch 95. He's throwing 95. He's throwing heat. Mm-hmm. Terry Collins fucking has to reprimand him for it because he says he's hurting the major league club by you know being so brazen on the radio and giving false hope. And huh. you gotta <laughs> oh have, my god, God forbid, giving false hope to the yeah. fans. I yeah, mean, they got to they're entitled a, to some form a big of hope, picture. Right? Big picture view in yeah. 2015 is the big picture, not it's, coming back for one or two starts. It's called the away before signing him to a long-term extension. Yeah, but Harvey wants to pitch at least one game this year. He I should. Hope, I hope he does. I hope he does, too. Me, too. He's not going to. I, I think he might. I'd buy yeah. a ticket to that game. Yeah. The Mets wouldn't do it just to spite him. Yeah, exactly. Just be like, meh, we're the Mets. No. I feel like it won't be to spite him. It won't be to spite him. It'll be to fucking, you know, preserve his arm because we're scared of injury. It won't be to spite him. Would you be shocked if the Mets traded Harvey for pennies on the dollar and then he turned out to be Tom Seaver? Yes, I would. Okay. But, yo, he's, yeah. doing, he's back. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a freak. He's back. I can't wait to see him. Well, it's almost been a year, to be honest. I don't think it's a freak. Like That's the timetable yeah. to return yeah. a year. But the question is, why there. bother when the Mets have no hope of going anywhere? Because uh, a, small buy mi- a small minority of pitchers have actually come back within a 12-month mark. It's way closer to the 18-month mark than a 12-month mark. I don't know about yeah. that. Okay, know about good, good. That. Yeah, don't know about it. Be <laughs> ignorant and just fucking deny and fucking be <laughs> yep. contrarian. That's the big Apple baseball way. That's right. This man knows his stuff. That's I like right. him. Get him on the show more often. <laughs> uh, Who is uh, this young up-and-comer? <laughs> what else? I can't see. TC. Yeah, fucking, so they say that as long as there's not an epic collapse, that Terry Collins will be back as manager, I do not think there could be worse news. No, that's He needs terrible. to go. It's enough. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm no done. Team. He has a I don't care. Freaking team. I don't care. He managed the minor league team. Good. I'm sorry. I don't care. He's not, I don't like his attitude. I don't like, I think he's negative. He's such a I think defeatist. he's defeated. I, I, I don't think he's what we need. I think when you look at the top 10 to 20% of all baseball managers in baseball, they have an it factor that Terry Collins does not have. And I think we can do better. I think I Wally think Wally. 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 In fact, this is exactly what we're talking about last year at the same time. So, so who like if I could pick someone who's not available and I could just have I want Clint Hurdle. I want a Clint Hurdle type. Oh, yeah. I think he would be perfect. John I think he's Farrell. such a positive guy. Is he somebody's bench coach, Clint Hurdle. No, he's a Pirates manager. manager. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> classic. But who, yeah, the question, who is available? So hard. Other than... So Clint Hurdle with Pirates talent is doing nothing, I'm sorry. What do you mean doing nothing? He broke a 20-year stretch, a 20-year yeah, drought. Yeah, last year, and now he's doing shitty. No, no, he's not. He's in the playoff hunt. The Pirates are not making yes. the playoffs. They're in the wild card hunt. They're right there. Sure, they're, they're right. in the hunt, but yeah, they're not making it. Well, they're right there. They're like five games out in fucking August. But I think that's right more there. that's more a result of the yeah, it's right there, up. you dick. Five games out in August is right there. Nobody's ever made it five games in August. Yeah, yeah. Especially not against the Mets. <laughs> Good to have you back. <laughs> uh, classic. Anything else? Uh, Tulo out for the year. No. Oh well, because we just briefly discussed. So Montero got called up for Degrom. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, sorry. sorry. He, he gave up fucking four home. I think three or four home runs. He's just got to stop giving up the home run, and he can be nasty. But, yeah, that, that's a killer. That's what they said about Phil Hughes. Yeah, you can't be up here. I know, but Phil Hughes, at least you had the caveat, okay, he pitches in Yankee Stadium. Rafael Montero was pitching in one of the better so, pitchers' yeah. ballparks in baseball and so still giving so up a crazy amount. they call him Montero amount. instead of Syndergaard because they said it was going to be a short-term thing, and they didn't want to call up Syndergaard short-term. Do you agree with that? Well, no. So I heard that they're just not going to call up Syndergaard. Syndergaard's not even going to get a September call up yep, this year. That's Mets, a shame. So the Mets save that money. God forbid they get it's the It's not even saving money. No, it's not. It's not. No. Listen to Chris, okay? He's yeah. not about saving money it's, at this point. Purely, There's they no don't want to bring him up. They're, yeah, they're just saving his innings. They're just saving him. It's not money. They're probably afraid he goes all when, hard beyond. When they don't call them up in next April and they wait till next June 15th, that'll be for money. Mm-hmm. But the difference between not calling up now and not calling up for the beginning of the season next year is no difference for money. Yeah. Uh, so, Tulo, what do we think this injury means for the chances that the Yankees are Mets signing him and trading for him next year? Yeah, I mean, it, it lowers it. I mean, or does it just lower his price? So, yeah, the Rockies are probably now at this point have to eat half the contract, which... They're not going to do it. Yeah, exactly. No, I think anyone that takes them has got to pay the whole damn thing. They are. But who would do that? 
So yeah, no, well, no, no, but they're, no, not for somebody coming. No, up sure there game. is. It's a trade-off. If if you're going to pay the whole thing, that means you have to give less in prospects. We give nothing, like literally nothing. No, not literally nothing, Player but like later. I think you would give something to the extent of what you gave for Headley, which is almost nothing. Um, Solarte. That could still be a legitimate. You could. You no, might you have to give up a, a semi-prospect and, yeah. and, and the Paula. So you get a semi-prospect and you get like a Solarte. I you know they won't get less than that. I don't see any team being that whole like contract. You see like a Zoilo or something going over. I hope. I could see like Zoilo, Mason, and Tyler. That's a big haul. Yeah. It's not hyped. though because they're not that great. I know. No, but Mason Williams could be the next Austin Jackson. Most likely not. Uh, that's his ceiling. Yeah, well, that's fine. I'll take that. Oh yeah. I'll take that over we'll freaking. Well, I mean, our offense is decent right now, but we're proud of for next year. You want to get hit a little uh, 20 years ago in baseball uh, two days ago? So what happened 20 years ago? They stopped baseball officially. They stopped it? Yeah. What, it was it was goose time in the game of Duck, Duck, Goose? Yeah. I don't get it. The players walked out because the owners, or I'm sorry, the players striked because the owners were going to lock them out unless they agreed to the concessions. So you sure Gary Carter didn't strike because he knew 20 years later that Big L would make a uh, dead sex joke about him? <laughs> I think that's why he did. Do you want to touch Amazing on some, foresight. Touch on some man. of the big things happened in 1994 that some say irre- irre- something changed the course of baseball. Nope, nope. What's the word? Irrecoverably. Oh, okay. Okay, next Irre- try. Irre- 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 Hold on, give me a second. Irre- Irre- Irrequivocally. 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 Okay, got it. Check. <laughs> Changed the course of baseball history. Irrequivocally harmed baseball. Yep. So yep. no baseball in Montreal, no new stadium. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Montreal would have won the World Series. That team, they would have played the Pedro Yankees. Martinez, fucking yep. Cy Young. Madden Lee would have made the postseason and possibly played in the World Series. Yeah. Pro- possibly nut in his own mother's mouth. The Reds were doing very good. Uh, they had improved 20 games from the season before. Wow. That was shut down. Jim Bowden maybe wouldn't have been fired. Not ready for ESPN. Titty milk. Uh, Matt Williams would have broken the single season home run record, probably on steroids, when probably wouldn't have been so ornery in uh, press conferences. Titty milk. Tony Gwen would have hit 400. Hopefully. Probably. Probably. So the last game of the season, Tony Gwen went four for five. Titty milk? I'm in milk, Luke. Uh-huh. Um, and there's one more. Titty milk is fattening. Oh, it's a number. Oh, Jeff Bagwell would have been on pace for like an all-time season. Same with Griffey, Frank Thomas, Bonds. What about the stats for European European? Should I, should I check the paper? You got you got anything there in your mm-hmm. little sheet about European European? Uh, no. That's it. No. <laughs> oh, good. I'm so glad you checked. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag worth it. So, yeah, I feel like uh, the strike ushered in the steroid era, which ushered in the ruining of the numbers, which... Ruined it for new generations who the felt strike connection. Strike not usher in the steroid era. It was going on already. It would well, have so happened. So it was regardless. heating up in the late '80s, and the FBI came to baseball in the early '90s. And because offense was going up and attendance was going up, baseball decided to turn a blind eye, and they really needed to after the strike. Yeah, yeah, they did. So the ratings have never come back after the strike, especially for the World Series. Um, and that'll do it for Jeff's history hour. No. It's not all about ratings, though. Revenue is up, and that's the important thing. What's your What's your take on the strike, Luke? No take, because you weren't watching baseball in 1994? Uh, I don't know. Chitty milk? I don't know. See, this guy used to collect baseball cards, so you at least knew the numbers and all that stuff. Did I? Yep. Yeah, yeah I used to like them for the gum. Chris, what was your thought on the strike? Um, I mean, it sucked, but it was probably necessary because it created the modern baseball landscape where the players' union is so powerful. Do you know what the Expos payroll was in 1994? I don't. $10 million. What was the Yankees? That's one. $10 million with six starting All-Stars Wow. for that All-Star game. It was a different time. The Yankees was probably somewhere in the 30s or 40 millions. Okay. $10 million. Just think about that. 20 years later, the payroll for the team with the number one record in the National League was $10 million. And you know what? 1994 was also the first year... After expansion, that the Braves moved from the NL West to the NL East. It was such an innocent time. It was a time where black ex-football players turned movie stars could freely <laughs> kill their white women wives. Mm-hmm. It was a time that Nick fans could get their hopes up and have their dreams dashed. Ranger fans. It was a time where Ranger fans could enjoy themselves. 
And Titty Milk fans could just sit back and bask in the Titty Milk. That's Titty Milk. Lawrence Taylor's last year in the NFL. And on that Titty Milk. So what's this so, Titty Milk? Did you, you saw a 640 woman's breast? The only <laughs> thing on your mind is not Titty Milk? Did you I see did, a lactating prostitute lately? A lactating titty prostitute? He did yeah. go to AC last week. I, <laughs> I did. <laughs> All right. Well, now we know where that came from, <laughs> folks. You want to give a shout to Revel? They pour big shots Spill good barbecue sauce. <laughs> all, all those things are true. And you can follow me on Luke Podwalker on Twitter. Okay. Jeff's not here, man, on Twit him. Most importantly, Big A Baseball on Twitter and Big Apple Baseball on Instagram. And yet more importantly, please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher. I feel like you don't sound you. enthusiastic enough, Chris. I'm, I'm super enthusiastic. Listen, you fucking if, better be. If you don't rate and review us and you fucking happen to download us, yeah. I swear to God, I'll take the numbers. You're effectively I'll, stealing. I will come into your house and I'll break your mother's pinky finger. Chris, you taking notes on the enthusiasm going right here? Okay, yeah, this is where we the audience. Got it. No, exactly. threaten the audience is mother. Oh, God, okay. And if you're a mother listening to the show, we'll threaten your kids. So, bam. <laughs> and if not your kids, I promise you, your titty milk will get tainted. That's true. We will spite. We will fucking give you radiation while you're sleeping. So the milk mm. that you lactate will be filled with fucking isotopes, and they will fucking turn your kid into a freak. All right? The Incredible Hulk, or the leader, or somewhere in between. Maybe the Abomination. I don't know. Maybe the Silver Surfer. It's up in the air, folks. <laughs> I feel like that's Jeff's version of like uh, at the end of the ref when Dennis Leary is driving away in a boat and just does that rant about like you know how he's gonna do whatever. That was that. So that was Demolition Man, I think. No, it was the rap. When he talks about being free. Well, yeah, he did. He, 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 he did. And red meat. Yes, you know? he did the same thing in both yeah. two movies, and it was just a take that's on his stand-up. That's kind of his shtick. Yes, there it was. Now his shtick is helping firefighters. Yeah, yeah that's why no one likes Dennis Leary anymore. Helping firefighters and Cam Neely. I'm being confused with Dennis Miller. Kabuki. Bukaki. I think on that, uh, we have to pick you back up again. Uh, no. Yeah, I think so. No, we won't. I think we might. We won't. We might. There'll be no picking of anyone back up. What, what if you fell down, though? Don't care. Back up again. If you fall back down. See, it's going to sound so bad when I have to, put the, we have to put the bed underneath that, and you're, it's going to sound weird because you're humming wrong. Yeah. Okay, fine. So wait 20 seconds. A one. A two. Really? A two. No, three. <laughs> All right. We're fucking done here. I'm out of here. Enjoy the show. Watch your baseball. We'll see you next week. Go Yanks. Jesus. Don't worry about me. I'm going to make it all right. Got my enemies caught field in my side. I think I'll be a situation. Going to make it right. In the shadow of the darkness, I stand in the light. See, it's our style. We keep it true. I had a bad year. I'm going to have been knocked out. Detail black and blue. She's not the one coming back for you. She's not the one coming back for you. If I fall back down. You're gonna help me back up again If I fall back down You're gonna be my friend If I fall back down You're gonna help me back up again If I fall back